Hey, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by Milush. The cheerless fool. <laughs> and with that, you know, we're continuing our Christmas movie list here, our holiday films, our advent calendar, if you will. And today we are going to be discussing Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 edition. Um,. So this is a yeah this is a remake of a 1947 film um which I have not seen in a very very long time um mostly because I was not a yeah I was not a huge fan of that one but this one stars uh Richard Attenborough who you will know as the man who created Jurassic Park um yes, Mar- Mara Wilson who was Matilda um, Elizabeth Perkins, who was in uh, Big, uh, The Flintstones. Um, she had a, a voice role on Finding Nemo. She was in the show Weeds. Um, and Dylan McDermott, who was in, uh, what the fuck was he in? Uh, the Practice. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So... He was also in uh, some of the Law and Orders and stuff like that. Um, he's uh, also currently the lead agent in the FBI Most Wanted. Oh, hey, how about that? Huh? All right. So, uh, yeah, so this one was uh, released in 1994. Uh, it was directed by Les Mayfield. Um Who does not have that great of a... Oh, yeah, it did Encino Man. <laughs> Flubber. Uh, yeah, so uh, great great catalog for this Flubber person. Flubber was a good one. <laughs> yeah, Flubber was pretty good. Uh, John Hughes is actually uh, the writer uh, for the screenplay. and Well, the screenplay for the 94 version, obviously, it's based on the original screenplay, but he... Uh, um, he, you know, jazzed it up for the 90s. Uh, so it's another uh, John Hughes theme movie for John our theme, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's another one for 20th Century Fox that he did. Um, it is now currently because 20th Century Fox is now owned by Disney, you can find it on Disney Plus, like I did. Um, I don't see a budget here, but the box office for it was uh 46.3 million. Um, Yeah. So anyway, uh, Milos, uh, where did you come? Where did you come to this uh, movie? Uh, man, heard on television once, mm-hmm. and this would be probably before I saw the original version. So I kind of mm-hmm. grew up with the '94 version, and you know, I mean, uh, uh, Bill and McDermott he was in it, and you know, we watched practice at the time. Like, oh, that's the dude from practice. And yeah, this was a, you know, I know a lot of people grew up on the older version, but you know, the original version. For me, this is the OG version. This is the one. uh, It's on my list. Has been for many, many years. I probably rewatch it every year. And uh, I enjoy it to this day. Like, I. Every time I watch this movie, you know, you get a little stricken there at the end, and it's like, 
just hits differently. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is one. I mean, I think I watched it when uh, when it came out around the time it came out, and then I think they started putting the original one on on VHS. So then I saw the original one. Um, these have never been like favorites of mine, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, it it was fun watching it again. I haven't watched it in uh, quite a while. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like a decade or so. I haven't watched it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not one that I usually watch every year. But honestly, it, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm more of, you know, watching it as an adult now and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. When I was a kid, I wasn't really like huge into it. Um, but like now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I see like. Like other things in the movie, obviously. So it's uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was an interesting rewatch. You get older. Mm. Uh, also, um, has some other uh, uh, notable uh, cast members in here. It has um, James Remar as uh, one of the guys for Shoppers Express, which you would know him from like The Warriors, Sex in the City, uh, Dexter. Um, uh, forty-eight hours. Um, I think he was uh, he was um Paul Walker's boss in uh one of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, yeah. So he's been he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, you know, he's one of those like character guys that just comes in and does like, you know, these uh oh, he was the customs agent. That's right in Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, so yeah. Um. He's been in a lot of stuff. Also, um, uh, Allison Janney uh, was in it uh, very quickly. She was one of the shoppers uh, that came up to the owner of Kohl's um, after telling them oh, that yeah. Santa Claus is, uh, you know, sending them to other places. And then yep. uh, Jack McGee played the original Kohl's Santa Claus that got fired for being drunk. Um, he is also a very popular character actor. He's been in hundreds of movies and TV shows and behind the scenes stuff. Well, not behind the scenes, but like extras and yeah, yeah. like little roles here and there. I mean, if you saw him, you know him from you know from all that stuff. Yeah, it's one of those faces, uh, and even the I think uh, Robert uh, Prosky, who plays the Judge Harper, mm. is one of those people in pretty much everywhere. And yep. another another tidbit: both uh, Robert Prosky, who played uh, Josh Harper, and uh, Mara Wilson, who plays Susan Walker, they both play were both in uh, this is not their first movie together. They mm. also did uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because he's the uh, he's the boss in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, that you know for the TV show. And he has to go back and forth, back and forth with the, uh, um, you know, during during that dinner scene, he's like out to drinks. Robin Williams out to drinks with him, and then the family is also at that dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was in uh, Last Action Hero, uh, Gremlins Two. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll get the Last Action Hero. Because that's uh, one of Boris's favorites. So yeah, um, and it's an Arnold movie, so you know you like it. 
it's an Arnold movie. Yes, 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 yes. So I would be down. Um, and then also, uh, Josh, Josh Acklin, who, um, isn't credited in here, but he, um, he was, you would know him better as the, um, diplomat from South Africa in Lethal Weapon 2. When he goes, diplomatic community at the end. And then Danny Glover just been revoked yeah the whole time the whole time i was just waiting for like somebody to tell him to go back to south africa (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway so yeah so um so basically plot in a nutshell is um coles which is a stand-in for macy's i don't know why they couldn't just use macy's but whatever uh coles department store and Probably, probably. Um, Cole's department store in New York City um, is having its Thanksgiving Day parade. And the Santa that they have for the parade is drunk as a skunk and falls off of the uh, float that he had. And so they need to find a new one. In comes uh, uh, Richard Attenborough, um And he... Um, steps in and be and becomes Santa Claus for Cole's department store for their parade, and then signs a contract to be the mall Santa Claus. Come to find out, he is thought to be. Um, we never really get full confirmation, but the whole entire time it's assumed, and he says that he is the real Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. so he makes it his mission to. Um, make believers out of Elizabeth Perkins' character Dory and Mara Wilson's character, and I forgot her name. Uh, I think it's Susan. Um, anyway, um, you know, to make them believers, uh, and then Dylan McDermott's character is already a believer, and he is trying to bang um, Elizabeth Perkins, and why not? Um, and so... He is like, you know, preparing dinner and, you know, getting babysitters for Mara Wilson and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he's making his moves and she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder the whole time. Uh, So his wish for Christmas is that, you know, she would basically marry him. And then uh, Mara Wilson's uh, character's wish is for her to have a dad, a brother and a new house for Christmas. And so, you know, so basically if that all comes true, then she'll believe that Chris Kringle uh is Santa Claus. Meanwhile, um Shoppers Express across the street, which is who James um Remar and uh what's her face from uh Frasier. Um uh, Jane, uh, uh, leaves or whatever yeah, yeah. Um they are trying to get the Coles Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, uh, to slip up because he's way too popular. And Shoppers Express is trying to buy Coles once it goes bankrupt after the holiday season. And so they hire the old drunken Santa Claus to basically uh, make it look like he got assaulted by Chris Kringle. Uh, Chris Kringle is put into Bellevue Hospital, which is the uh, state mental ward essentially 
in New York. Um, and Dylan McDermott becomes his lawyer to make sure that everybody believes in Santa Claus. And so the whole city of New York gets behind him. And as the city prosecutor is trying to put him away forever, uh, the judge decides that there must be a hearing because Dylan McDermott has uh, filed a motion. And so they have their day in court and they, you know, put forth their arguments of whether or not Santa Claus is real. Um, spoiler alert, they deem that he is real because uh, a little trickery from Mara Wilson um, and, uh, you know, uh, a, a very nice, uh, you know, uh, closing argument from the judge uh, about, you know, whether or not they can or can't decide if, like, you know, basically a supernatural being is real. Um, based on like the fact that we have in God we trust on our money, <laughs> so it's like you know how is the state of New York going to say that you know Santa Claus isn't real if you have the state of New York saying I mean the U.S. currency saying in God we trust. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, yep. So moral of the story is that Chris Kringle gets to go out and uh, deliver the presents. Um, Elizabeth Perkins ends up marrying uh, Dylan McDermott. And Mara Wilson gets her wish of a daddy, a new house, which is the house that they do the photo shoots at for the catalog. And the third thing she asked for, a new brother. brother. But they, but uh, yeah, they, uh, they didn't really uh, say whether or not that came true, but you know, two out of three ain't bad. Implied. Yeah, it was implied. It was implied. It was implied. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the, uh, the plot in a nutshell. Um, let me see if there's anything else here. Yeah, no, I'm not really seeing any other little yeah, tidbits or I anything. Think, I think you pretty much covered it. I mean, it's one of those yeah. awesome movies. Like, I keep saying that for every Christmas one that we did. <laughs> Most of the Christmas one that we did. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's an awesome movie. It's, you know, I mean, they're all short, which is like, you know. Oh, and that's... I know one thing as I was rewatching all the stuff that we did that we're doing for the pod is like most of them are like ninety minutes long and it just like plays really mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, they're not extra long. They're like just you know perfect length, exactly what you know. They don't stretch them out much places, and it's like easy run times, quick run times, and you know wholesome movies. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it gets to, it gets to the point. You know what I mean? You know, you don't want exactly. to sit there forever for this long. You exactly. Yeah. You don't need a three-hour epilogue on, you know, Christmas. You, Christmas know, you know what I mean? You know, you don't yeah. need, you know, some kind of weird, you know, Dune-like presentation of, like, Santa Claus and his elves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, yeah, and actually, um, actually, one thing I did want to bring up was the music actually i was sitting there and i'm like wow this music is actually pretty great you know they had uh they had ray charles singing santa claus is coming to town they had um you know elvis uh santa claus is back in town uh aretha franklin kenny g diane warwick uh natalie cole you know it's uh a lot of uh a lot of good music in this one um so yeah, um, 
reception on this one. Uh, so uh, it opened at number eight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the box office, the film owned, really? opened at eight. Yeah. At, at $2.7 million. Yeah. And finished, uh, you know, finished uh, with like $17.3 million in North America. And, you know, like I said, 46.2 worldwide. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Rotten Tomato score is kind of wishy-washy on these, it. The case with mm-hmm. a lot of these that we're doing is like they got a lot better reception when they once they hit like home video stuff. Oh yeah, well not only I mean, home video but ones, just with time. Know, exactly, exactly. It's passage of time and everything else, mm-hmm. they kind of became more popular than they were when they released. Even you know, we covered mm-hmm. this with the "It's a Wonderful Life." It's like you know. Didn't do great. People didn't really like it, but it's like, you know, 40 years later, and it's one of the, you know, favorites for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and then it's mostly because it becomes a film that people have grown up with. You know what I mean? You know, if you look at it now, a lot of the movies that people love, like The Santa Claus, Jingle All the I Way, Home one. Alone, Home yeah. Alone 2, Miracle on 34th Street to 94 edition, you know, stuff like that. It's all movies that they grew up with, uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, stuff like that, which all didn't really hit at the time because, you know, it's a different type of movie going audience at the time. And so, you know, it's don't hit, you know, but, you know, later on it finds its footing. You know, sometimes you call them cult classics if, uh, you know, it's not as mainstream yeah. as you would. You would think, I mean, this one wouldn't really put it as a cult classic, but, uh, you know, it does have its fans out there now. And, uh, you know, I think this is the one they play on TV most of the time when it comes to uh, Miracle on 34th Street. So, uh, you know. Those recognizable names and it's like, you know, it plays because, you know, maybe you leave it on as a background movie, maybe, you know. Doing something else, you need something playing in the background. You're just gonna leave it on. Hey, it's like decent enough movies. Like, hey, why not? Yeah, and I mean, you know, especially after the the train wreck that was Jurassic Park. I mean, you know, he had to go find another job somewhere doing something. You know, before he could open that other Jurassic Park. So uh, yeah, he decided I mean, to be Santa Claus for a season. You know, could go wrong with that park went wrong, man. <laughs> and it starts running everywhere. It's like he was bad. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish. Need to spruce up your resume after that one. <laughs> I kind of wish they had some kind of like in in movie, like in universe reference thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, definitely. you know, I had, I had, I, I, I was out yeah. on a, I was out on an island in near Costa Rica, and uh, it didn't work out quite oh, well. So I'm like here. I was fulfilling, a ch- I was fulfilling a wish for a kid, and it turned <laughs> bad. Like, that would be so cool. Do you imagine Santa Claus created Jurassic Park for like a dying kid's yeah. wish? Yeah, like, um, make a wish thing. He's like, I want to live with dinosaurs. Like, I'm I did, I did, I did kind of goof. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, this guy made so much money probably from Jurassic Park. It's like probably couldn't have gotten a new set of like dentures or something or a new set of teeth because his teeth were like super yellow and they looked like you know. Broken pickets on a fence. Oh, I was like, I Jesus, think, dude. I think he spent the money. I think he spent the money on the Santa suit. Probably. That was that was, that was like, a pretty that was a pretty request, uh, one request he had. One request he had was that he gets to bring his own Santa suit, and he shows up like <laughs> gold buttons, 
really yeah. nice crisp look and I was like, man, that cost a pretty penny. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't uh surprised he didn't get it jacked from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> On the streets of New York, you can't be walking around with yeah. gold plate Santa yeah, suit. Yeah, but it's Christmas get, and it's Santa. Get, like you don't rob Santa. Pushed and jacked up. Uh it's New York. You you get <laughs> Yeah, anybody, anybody can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the this composer because, like... yeah, <laughs> uh, I was looking at the composer here because uh, it's a guy I never really heard of, Bruce Broughton. Bro 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 I don't know how to say his name, but um, yeah, he uh, he did some like he did like the 20th Century Fox. Uh, fanfare there, like that. Do, 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 He did like the updated version of that. Um, but honestly, he was kind of mostly just like, like I guess he did Dallas. Like he did a fifty-two episode of Dallas. Um, mm. you know, kind of, I don't know. I guess he was more. That's your highlight. Uh, guy. When it came to, huh? Well, not not like. Not like like his music, which his music wasn't that bad, um, yeah, in yeah, terms of like the thing. But it was just like the the music they picked for the Christmas songs was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. They were like versions of the Christmas songs that I had never heard. But uh, no, I I did like his uh, his composing though. It wasn't wasn't yeah. that bad. I mean, he did eleven episodes of Tiny Tunes. <laughs> like <laughs> he did a couple of episodes of Jag. Like yeah, this is like a very weird uh, eclectic group. Of uh, movies and shows and stuff that he did, so um, I don't know. I guess. Uh... Yeah. Oh, hey, he fans, actually did. So he did oh, he, he did the. Uh... Jag, I'm a good... Yeah, he did the uh, Orville. He did the main title mm. theme and old wound yeah. score. Hmm, interesting. But yeah, oh, he did uh, Silverado. That wasn't a bad movie. Mm. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, not a ton of movies. Um, he did The Rescue Is Down Under, I mean, I blew up the kids. Oh, Homeward Bound, hmm, huh. interesting. Oh, and and Tombstone, oh wow, and Tombstone. Oh, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, not, not yeah. too many crazy movies afterwards. Um, yeah, he didn't do too many afterwards, though. So maybe that was kind of well, the end no, of that's, his thing. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did, like, Homeward Bound 2, and then he did, like, a bunch of, like, little movies, because they're not really movies I've, like, actually, like, heard of. He did the, the 1998 Lost in Space. Uh, that might be, like, the biggest movie um, after Miracle on 34th Street, so... I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, very very nice uh, nice movie. Uh, I think John Hughes did a good job of uh, uh, reimagining the script for a modern audience. I could tell his humor would, in there. I would agree. And some of those yeah, some of those lines that he hit were pretty funny. Mm -hmm. um, I like the opening scene where the like the judge's grandson or whatever. It's like, oh, I think he's Santa. I think he's Santa. And then they laugh about it, and then he bends down yeah. and goes. Because I am. Ask him. And he's like, ask him. He's like, I should have gotten his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Could you imagine yeah, later this on being bring him in as a as a witness on the stand? Yeah. Yeah, it's Santa. Could you uh could you imagine them trying to do this now? Like I don't even know how they would reimagine it for like a modern audience. And I, I just I just hope they don't do it because you know this is <laughs> I mean for the yeah I wouldn't want to no just no big no hmm. yeah yeah all right anyway I think, um, I think this about covers it yeah I think I think we uh I think we got it um so uh, yeah thank you guys for joining us again. For another day of these advent calendars, they seem to be uh, for sure, for sure. doing doing pre- doing pretty decent numbers wise. Um, for our small limited audience, we've had anywhere between like five and nine listens on these things. So, you know, somebody's listening to them. More people than I thought were going to listen to nice. them. So, <laughs> yeah. The so, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. Yep, and we'll have more on the way. Um. When you're listening to this, you're probably going to get Elf next. Um, and then eventually we're going to be getting into Jingle All the Way, Claws, November Christmas, um, uh, Deck the Halls. Yeah, so you got, you got, you got, you still got a few bangers there left. Uh, so, you know, we didn't, we didn't put all the good ones at the beginning. Uh, so you still got some left. Uh, so stick around yeah, and, yeah. uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for joining.